0: Welcome to. Oh, God. <laughs> Perfect. Keep it oh, in. <laughs> Don't worry. No editing's getting done on this episode. Uh, nope. No. Far too lazy for that. Welcome to episode 40 of Tim Tuck, the podcast with the DC Anime Universe, co created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And I still can't talk. we were doing so- great, guys. I'm feeling better. Chris is not Somehow I'm not Apparently it's allergies Like really really bad allergies Yeah But it means that Right around this time of night I just can not talk anymore But we're back For <laughs> another week of Batman Oh uh, yeah And episode 40 Yeah It's a pretty big deal It's amazing We've been doing this for 40 weeks Actually, I Actually technically know. 41 Yeah because we had the... We had one like one week Early on that we didn't mm-hmm. Do it Well uh f-
1: 42 Because did we count Phantom- Phantasm as yeah. uh, As a number Yeah oh. of course i didn't put it i didn't give it a number did i i, I don't thought you what did our work looks like i don't, I don't know, know.
0: I, whatever i can look it up as we're talking episode 40 <laughs> episode, but this is episode 40 <laughs> sure we did it yeah as far as i know your numbers have matched our okay <laughs> i don't remember we might have to double check all this now but yeah and uh we got some return of cat one well, we got like a villain packed yeah, yeah episode there were a lot week. of villains this week yeah yeah i mean um like uh, the mains would be like Catwoman and uh, and Bane itself, but before that, any uh, any news noteworthy news we're talking about? Um, well, there's the obvious one the, the sad passing of uh, oh, Adam West. Oh, that's right! Yeah, so oh my gosh! That yeah, was normally we would have recorded this uh, before the weekend. We're actually recording it on Monday, and so that happened over the weekend. And mm-hmm. no, I mean it's it's incredibly sad. Like he, I think it's amazing how like he built a persona like kind of around poking fun out of himself, like recognizing that the bright night, yeah, the bright night that the character was, was kind of silly, but you know, in a way he, he still took it seriously and people loved him for it. And I mean, he almost built like a secondary career out of like poking fun of that stereotype of the, the actor who's typecast who can't get other roles. Yeah.
1: I mean that became his, yeah, his entire like kind of film filmography, like, you know, after the year two thousand, yeah, he had persona. Adam West on Family Guy. Yeah, was a recurring character. He was Catman on The Odd Parents. Was it The Fairly
0: Odd Parents? I could not remember what it was, mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, yeah, he was uh, just as you know, Adam West was Butch Hartman's superhero of choice, right? Uh, Catman was Timmy's kind of superhero of choice, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: And then of course, I mean, Simon, Simon Trent, right? I think was his name in, in yeah, this and the, the animated, animated The Great Ghost, yeah. And so I mean, just. A, he always seemed like he was just an incredibly cool, charismatic guy. I never met him, but I saw him at the uh, um, TV series DVD launch panel at Comic-Con. Oh, that's cool. A few years ago, yeah. It was him and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar, who seemed kind of crazy. <laughs> and it, I, it was amusing, because you could tell Adam was kind of like poking fun at her the entire time. Mm-hmm. In a maybe slightly mean-spirited way, but it was amusing nonetheless. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he, just, he really seemed to appreciate and love his fans, and just seemed like a really awesome guy. So was this, or what was your, cause I was, I was thinking about this, uh, after
1: his passing, what was your first time learning who Adam West was? I'm, like, first, I'm hearing the name or hearing his voice. I
0: imagine it must have been the animated... Not the animated. This is the fucking animated thing. Uh, the... The 66 60s series? movie. Okay. Because um, the, the, the TV show was actually really hard to come by for a long time until it came out on DVD and Blu-ray, what, like, a couple of years true. ago. Like, it would occasionally pop up here and there on, like, I don't know, TV classic channels. I, I would um, see it on, like,
1: some of the nerdier, quote-unquote nerdier... Like, Spike yeah. played it, I think, okay, once. Yeah. I remember... G4
0: may it rest in peace. Right, of course. I uh, played it every now and then. Yeah, because the show would pop every once in a while, but I, I watched that movie so many times mm-hmm. as a kid. I haven't gone back to it in a few years, but I mean, it's still, I've seen it in relatively recent history. And yeah. It's still just tons of damn fun. So, I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah, probably there. And then after that would have been, well, this, the animated series and everything else. What about you? Uh, it, it was a deep cut for me because
1: I thought my first time learning about him was through Family Odd Parents. Mm-hmm. Uh that would have been my guess for you as well. Until <laughs> so. I learned he had a cameo, and it was actually his voice. Before Butman uh created Fan uh wow well, uh Odd Parents, yeah. he was an animator and writer for Johnny Bravo. Oh and Adam West had an episode on Johnny Bravo. He did? Yeah.
0: That's amazing. It's 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 so amazing. Him as himself. Yes, of course. Uh, The the premise
1: is like uh, Johnny's mom goes on a date, and she says she's gonna be back at like six o'clock, and it's six o one, and he's like, "My mom is missing." And there's a commercial for like an Adam West TV show, and he's like a crime, (laughs) not a crime. He's like a an investigator. Okay, he's like, "Oh, this Adam West guy seems good," and he goes to Adam West's house. He's like, "I need you to help me find my mom." And it's such an odd kind of like (laughs) stereotype joke about him because he's like this super muscular guy who just can't stop working out and continues to rip through all his shirts. (laughs) It it feels more like they're making fun of – because I mean I don't know that side of Adam West. I'm sure they're they're making fun of something. Yeah. But that
0: felt very much like they were making fun of William Shatner more than anyone. I know, because, um, like, I watched a little tribute video today, and there was a clip from The Simpsons. I forgot he was on there. Yeah. But it was kind of the same thing. He was like, oh, yeah, and that wasn't a bodysuit. That was 100% West. And so, I mean, because he, like, even up to a few years ago, he would talk about the fact he could still get into, like, the old bat suit because he mm-hmm. just, like, kept himself in pretty good shape. And um, it was funny, because you look at, like, Adam West now, when he was in the 60s, and, like, he does not seem like a very fit Batman. Right. But he was, like, he's, like, 60s fit. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> But no, I mean, I, yeah, just, he would always pop up and stuff and just totally embrace just kind of like poking fun at himself. And yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, uh, sad to see that like oh man, Roger Moore and Adam West, like the one, two. I know. It, punch it always right there. come in threes. You know that. Oh, fuck a duck. Yep. Oh, so we got, we got one more. God, I don't know. Just, okay. Don't take Linda Carter from us. Oh no. Oh God. No, no, not right now. No, not I mean especially not like it's like one roman season right now. Like it's so exciting. I know. It. um I think it it held number 1 of the box office in the US at least over the weekend. It beat out Captain Underpants. <laughs> yeah, it beat out Captain Underpants. <laughs> and it which you saw, right? I I'm going to I'll talk about you it in our, our, plug. in our okay. bat plugs. No, I mean it's it's still doing well. Like so it, it seems funny to say this, but uh, I looked it up. It only had a 45% drop from one like for second weekend, which you seem like that seems like a lot right mm-hmm. but hang on batman versus superman dropped 70 percent, and suicide squad dropped 65 so sounds it's like about right. it's still like it's actually in general like a pretty good drop but yes i mean it's like pulling in now like like i think 430 million something worldwide that's awesome good and for I, it yeah and i th- i think it's around 150 million dollar budget and you double that too so like at this point it's it's a success for them yes like it's a flat-out success um more so than i think anything else they've done so good hopefully this i hope means, they yeah i hope yeah. this opens their eyes <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it changes things for the better in the future We'll we'll see maybe <laughs> after Justice League, oh yeah, it's going to be after Justice League. I still don't think things are going to change much with justice league uh, well, we'll we'll see yeah we 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 talked about this a bit on the crossover, which sadly you were, you were not there for I, it, I know the
1: the the crossover is going to come out soon, yeah, Either. Uh, yeah, I don't know when sometime this week, yeah, either right before or right after this episode, maybe yeah <laughs> so. uh and unfortunately I, I I was not able to. To share my voice in my opinion. No, because you had lost it. My voice was, was missing. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: had to call on Adam West to help me find it. <laughs> but that's right. You got it back in time for us to do this episode today. I did. So, which is good because there's, um, these are good episodes overall. I thought. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't super happy with the Bane
1: episode. No. It was fine. I, it was the same problem I had, uh, you know, just skipping over the, the better episode. Yeah. It was the same problem I had with, um, Kind of the Riddlers, not but wow, um, with yeah. Clock King's most recent episode. Oh, okay, sure. Um, oh, it could have been anybody? Yeah, I kind of could. I mean, like, That's fair. Yeah. it was a, a fair introduction for Bane. Yeah. They kind of wiped the ability to give him an origin story. I mean, you can still give him an origin story, but they like just like one line gloss over, like, oh, he was an experiment gone
0: wrong. Yeah. It it was, yeah, I felt like it started started strong and then kind of tapered off there towards the end. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what I liked about that episode and then um, Catwoman's episode, which preceded it, was that it found a way to incorporate other villains in a really organic yeah, way. Yeah, that was great. Because, you know, like, we're reaching a point now with, say, like Marvel, where they're doing team-up stuff. I mean, this year alone, two of the three movies are basically team-up movies. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think Iron Man's going to be a central part of Spider-Man, but he's in it. Team Up element, and then of course with Thor, um, uh, mm-hmm. the Hulk. Hulk. And so you kind of think about, okay, well, if DC can kind of do the same thing, it'll be fun to have the ability to just pull in people for kind of bit parts in their movies, kind of like the way this thing does. Because, um, you know, with uh, or even how JLU does it, with, yeah, with JLU does it too. So with you know, Catwalk, it's Catwoman's story, but the Ventura is in there, but that's not like the traditional version, of like oh, they team up together, that sort of thing, but yeah. it's, it's more just kind of like Two characters intersecting each other, which that's kind of the great thing about having a expanded universe like this or a cohesive universe is you mm-hmm. can just have them kind of like pop in and out. So I like that they handle that way. Yeah, I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah, I I did think it was interesting, though, the way Catwalk opens um, where we get like a recap of Selena's story. Well,
1: I, I liked it because... I was trying to figure out afterwards when is the last episode we saw her? In? Was it? It's been a while. The last one I remember was um, almost got him, where she's not like she's kind of in it. Oh no, it's been since then. Was Tiger Tiger after
0: that? E- yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, except, I think
0: I think Tiger Tiger was maybe her last episode. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because we already had the episode where she. I think that was the one with um, with Red Claw. Right, the Cat and the Claw was when she gets arrested, and then Tiger Tiger was when she got released from jail and was trying to go straight? Um, no, Tiger Tiger is
1: when she turns into a, to a tiger. Oh, then what's the episode? I don't remember. There's another episode where yeah, she we're like,
0: we're missing one in between that. Yeah, I kind of forgot. But yeah, I mean, so they, they refresh the fact that she gave everything, she gave up her life of crime. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting is the way they, they showed that is that it really emphasized her resentment towards Batman, which didn't seem quite right. Right. Because she doesn't, at least even the rest of the episode, she doesn't really seem to resent him so much. She resents having to give up her life, but she doesn't necessarily blame Batman for it.
1: No, I mean, I, she has kind of this internal struggle, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, of this this really st- strong kind of love-hate connection with him. Yeah. Because she, I mean, we see it in this episode, uh, if we want to just jump in. She's not being, ca- like, she she obviously dons the suit again but she's not being catwoman to to save anything to be for like to do it for like personal gain she's doing it because she's going crazy being normal yeah um she misses the thrill she misses the freedom of everything yeah uh she has this this interesting concept where she loves the lifestyle of being high class but hates the high class society
0: well when you're dealing with people like veronica freeland you can understand oh my god why. when she
1: walked on screen i'm just like fuck this episode i was I already angry
0: but what was um with the penguin episode what was the like her friend like was it archie or something oh, like that I, was it uh, archie he's the worst i don't know <laughs> i don't know but yeah they're their cartoonish approach to the the, the society.
1: Uh uh mid-Atlantic accent. Yes, bullshit. So, yes. Yeah. Veronica. Wide chin. Yeah, marble bottom mouth tooth. Yeah. Bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah, because she <laughs> she's just being all all bitchy towards Selena, cause I guess Veronica's what like grandfather, great grandfather was like a frontiersman and like killed a bunch of animals, but then he like Decided to save some, I guess, because he was running out of yeah. He, sh- I guess, shooting. I think
1: he like made a, a preservation.
0: Okay, yeah, because that's so a giant he... ass statue of him, by the way. Yeah, like in a museum, like I, that statue's, I think, what bigger than like the Lincoln Memorial, maybe even. Uh, it's I think an- that
1: might have been like a perspective
0: thing. Okay, because it looked fucking enormous. Um, but yeah, so they get in. I mean, not to be funny, they get in a cat fight, basically, kind of. Yeah, about it, but of course, Selena always like she's so clever though; she gets the upper hand. Oh, always, yeah. And then um, – oh, right, because as she's leaving – Yeah, so she leaves the party, <clears throat> and as she
1: calls a cab, a uh, kind of nice limo pulls up, and she's thrown
0: in the car, and we meet the ventriloquist again in mm-hmm. Scarface. Yeah. And I love that her reaction is to start laughing at him. Yeah. It's like, that's what you would do. Like, even in Gotham, this, like, crazy city – if this is a, still... It's like, still absurd. Yeah. Like, we even saw that in Scarface's episode, where even Batman's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah.
1: Like... And she took a much darker approach to it, which I thought was was fascinating. Because you're just la- laughing straight at his face. Well, I just mean, like, through... Like, by the time we get to the end of the episode.
0: Oh, that's true. Because she yeah.
1: understands... Um, by the end, she understands that it's a mental thing. Like, yeah. to the ventriloquist, there are two personalities inside of him. Yeah. And she kind of uh, fucks with that in some way. Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> still coughing guys don't worry we're good It <laughs> um, hasn't gone away yet
1: so ventriloquist oh my god i can't fucking say Ven- that word ventriloquist scarface there we go um has a deal set up um he basically says you you should get back at veronica for being an asshole mm-hmm. uh let's go steal you can get 50 percent of the, the profit which is kind of dumb because she would probably just keep it for herself she just keep it for herself yeah
0: but yeah, uh, it's like steal like steal Veronica's jewels that are on display at this museum that her grandfather built or whatever. Yeah. And you can have half the cut. Mm-hmm. But uh but she's unsurprisingly, like, gets betrayed.
1: Yeah. So she's in the in the museum. As she's stealing the stuff, Scarface comes in, uh, gasses the place. Yeah. Uh steals some do we see what he steals? I don't think so. No. I think we just more it focuses on her trying to escape. Yeah. Um so as she's trying to escape, they kind of collapse the T Rex on top of her. Yeah. Um she gets away from the guard, <clears throat> gets back home, Batman's there. Uh she gives him this kind of fake story of she saw someone breaking in. She puts on she just happens to have Happen her cat woman. She's you know. Yeah, goes in to try and capture them to try and be to try and get on the good graces of the police. Uh, but they escape. Um they go back to
0: the museum to kind of He's like, she's gonna basically tell the police what she saw. Like Batman's right. like, Okay, you're you're gonna you're gonna talk to them, but they're having a conversation, so we're gonna just like walk around and look for evidence. And that's when Batman discovers that uh the jewels weren't stolen, but some uh taxidermied extinct some, animals. Some
1: priceless beanie babies.
0: Yeah, essentially, yeah. I I I didn't, Stuffed animals. I didn't bother to look up if that's actually a thing or not, if, like, the, the remaining, last remaining animals. It wouldn't surprise me. I guess it, I mean, I, I guess it is kind of a priceless thing, and, I, I mean, for anything that's, like, deemed priceless, there is always a black market mm-hmm. for it. I mean, it, it kind of works. Yeah. It, it's a it little was, silly. Yeah. But it kind of works.
1: So, the Tasmanian tiger is missing. Yes. I don't know if it's a thing or not. I don't know. It was a I, lot smaller than I thought. Yeah. Didn't bother to look it up. Um... Uh, and Selena is kind of talking to herself like, oh, this was the plan all along. Uh-huh. And Batman realizes that she's not telling him the whole story. They get in a little
0: cat fight. Yeah. I but- love it because she has a, like, a signature move she used in this episode, which is like she basically just like, lures the guy in really close and then kicks him in the stomach. She yeah. does that to the, the guard. She does it again to Batman mm-hmm. as well. And I, what I love about that is, so she she kicks him in the stomach and tries to to escape, but like the most elaborate way possible, like going up on top of like a giant suspended humpback whale mm-hmm. into the ceiling, <coughs> and I'm, the whole time like, dude, he's gonna catch you. Like you're taking forever to get out of the damn building, yeah. and tra- he has a grappling hook. He's got a grappling hook. That's we're his talk- signature yeah. thing. We're talking Batman. So are we surprised when he just like shows up on top of the whale? Like where did you think you were gonna go? Yeah, with this, but he still gets kicked in the fucking face again. Yeah, because he still gets knocked out twice. Super gullible. You know, I will give them credit. I feel like in general, Batman doesn't fall into just really obvious, hapless traps mm-hmm. quite the same way anymore. Like, because a lot of those early episodes, he just gets. There's no more trash can. No more trash there's no more cans trash can. he just gets yeah. thrown onto him, and he's stuck. He's just like that. There's so many times when he would just get like, like, oh, Batman has to be an idiot right now just to like let the villain get away or to add some suspense. I feel like they don't do that as often anymore. No. I mean, especially with this scene. He never he never wants to fight Catwoman. Yeah, you can kind of believe that maybe he's a little off his game just because it is Catwoman. Yeah, and she yeah she always kind of messes with him. Yeah, and she is skilled in her own right mm-hmm. too. Like it's not like it's some random dude throwing garbage cans. <laughs> but yeah, so she gets away, and, and I love it because then we we go out to wherever um, the, like, the, the lumber the lumberyard, which yeah.
1: is one of those like <clears throat> it's it's too ironic that yeah. the wooden puppet uses the lumber yard lumberyard as is, headquarters.
0: I mean, everyone's got to stick to their stick, right? I mean, the Joker's always going for amusement parks yeah, and factories. Yeah, but I mean, that fits because you
1: would find you would find clowns at those places. Yeah. You're not going to find perfectly carved wooden dolls at a lumberyard no i mean unless you have like very very talented lumberjacks
0: yeah i mean but i'll give this some credit because at some point we also did have 2 Face hiding out in a building that literally was like was it, number one, two. Yeah, it was like, a, like one half was in decay and one half wasn't so. that, that, okay that's that that's fine <laughs> it's slightly better yeah but yeah what, what i do love is that when we go catch up with him scarface is trying to sell the penguin one of the penguins so again it's mm-hmm. not even we don't even see him but there's a reference to him, right? It just yeah. gives you that sense. The of like, whole world is built, so now you yeah. can just play in it. Exactly, that's, that's it. It's like, oh, we, the characters have to be there, but we can make a reference to them. And it's not like, it doesn't feel like in a movie where it's like, oh, that was an Easter egg. It's like, no, they just threw that in there for, for fun. Right. Because they can. Because in this world, the penguin could just show up out of nowhere, and it would totally make sense. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I know, it's great. Yeah.
1: Uh, but Scarface catches Selena, kind of crawling around on the
0: wood. Yeah, because he, ta ta putty-tat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got another great Looney Tunes reference. of course. Um, And then there's like a a small kind of scene with the two of them. Batman shows up. We find out that he put a tracker on... Isis. On Isis the cat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I thought was clever because usually you expect him to put it on on Catwoman. Yeah.
0: But you can't hide anything on that skin tight suit. No, you cannot. But you can in a cat. You can't hide it on the cat, yeah. (laughs) I like that she actually takes Isis with her everywhere she goes, though. Yeah. Like, it would be, it's kind of silly that she's like, goes to commit a crime and takes her cat with her. Well, but... um,
1: uh, when she commits the crime, it makes sense because yeah. it distracts, <clears throat> you know, it distracts the guard. Yeah. When she's going to the lumberyard, it, it doesn't make sense. No. You're it, kind of putting it in harm's way. It's kind of a liability. It's kind of a big liability. Yeah. Other than that like, thing. Basically, bad... for her, it's like bringing a baby. That's true. It's basically the scene from Fast and Furious. Oh, where God. Jason Statham.
0: This is (laughs) the the one the one redeeming scene in all Fast and the Furious eight. (laughs) Yes, I mean they could just make two hours of Jason Statham rescuing babies. Oh, Uh, they will. I watch it. Yeah, Pacifier three. Oh my god! Wait, was there a
1: Pacifier two? Kind of. There was a Jackie Chan remake of it. I didn't even know about that. Mm -hmm. It was called um, the baby. No, yeah, the babysitter. I want to say okay. It the the cover art. The white background, Jackie's doing the looking at uh the Mission Impossible thing where he's you know, he's got the rope on his back and he's kind of sprawled out.
0: Oh yeah. The nanny,
1: the the babysitter, the the
0: the neighbor. Jackie Chan remakes the pacifier. Oh yeah, pretty much. But What? what was that movie called though? I think it was The Babysitter. I don't know, that sounds about right. Spy Next Door? That's the one. Oh wow. Man, we get some obscure cuts on this podcast. Oh yeah. You're welcome. Um. Oh, what were we talking about before we were talking about Jackie Chan? Uh <laughs> not like, important, because Jackie Chan 30, is what's important. 30 seconds ago. Uh um, so she... Oh, the cat. Right. So yeah. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> Catwoman um nearly gets sawed in half on a conveyor belt, but Isis saves her mm-hmm. by licking her <clears throat> frantically. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. You know? Um and then of course, like Batman comes in, more fighting ensues, and once again, Scarface the Dummy gets destroyed. It's so it's, I noticed that I, I'm
1: rewatching JLU right now. Why? Uh just because why not? Because it's so good. And just, it's so good.
0: I know. I have to stop myself from watching
1: it. Uh but I I've noticed with this show, with JLU, with kind of any interpretation of Red Tornado, when uh, when the writers get a chance to kill a villain or hero, they do it. Yeah. Because pretty much every time you see Red Tornado in JLU or Young Justice, he explodes. Because he's a robot. They, because they can. They can. Yeah. yeah it's like... And that's like, I guess that's their way of, of raising the stakes. Yeah. Of like, yeah, we can actually kill these people. <laughs> and so every time we see them, like if, go back and rewatch kind of any episode of JLU or mm-hmm. of, of Young Justice or even... um. Brave and the bold. Okay. They're always destroying
0: Red Tornado. Red Red Tornado is always blowing up. Poor Red Tornado. I know.
1: He's just trying so hard. He can't
0: catch a break. I know. Poor guy. I I don't feel so bad for Scarface because he's kind of a twat.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, I did really like. So right before uh, he gets sawed in half, Ventriloquist has his like. He like loses it for
0: a second. Oh, yeah. Because he attacks Catwoman to try and save him. Mm -hmm. With the priceless Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hang on. So he hits Catwoman with the tiger because that tiger had a base on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. That's what he hits her with, is like the base because yeah. like the stuffed tiger is not going to do anything. But then in a second, it like goes out the window and there's not a base on it anymore. I just realized this.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he broke it. He, bro- so he broke it. So it's no longer priceless.
0: Well, what's the fucking point then? Now it's just a beanie baby. <laughs> it was always a beanie baby. <laughs> yeah. It is the 90s. <laughs> uh, this is pre beanie babies, though. Beanie Baby was, like, late 90s, wasn't it? I, I think so, yeah. I feel like... I feel like This is still Pog territory. Yeah, I feel like Beanie Babes, who's, like, the Arab of Spice Girls, I feel like those two things kind of happened concurrently. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> not wrong.
1: No. Um, so, uh, as the ventriloquist is, like, excited that he saved his uh, Scarface, she kind of pulls a lever
0: and drops a bunch of lumber, and mm-hmm. it just crushes him. Off he goes again. Mm-hmm. But then... Yeah, so then... She's basically going to try and get away, and Batman's like, no, I, I have to arrest you. And it's just this, I don't know, for me, this is like the stupidest conceit ever for her to get away, because she throws the priceless tiger in, next into the, the fire. fire. Yeah. <coughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to save the, the priceless Dead, artifact? Or or are you extinct to
1: Are you going to get me? Ugh. And good old Batman
0: <coughs> saves the tiger. Yeah, and so she, she gets away. And then uh she's like up on the roof and she she makes a comment about how it's like the cat who walked by herself. Yes, it the cat that walked by himself. I, I Googled this. Oh, cool. She yeah, I did too. So oh, no, oh, no. Yeah,
1: go ahead. You you got to it first. Um I'm not gonna so, steal this bit of trivia so from her. Catwoman you. <laughs> after Tiger Tiger, we now know is very versed in her cat literature. This is true, yeah. Uh because I I was ready for like a full monologue when mm-hmm. she was up there. Uh I thought she was gonna do like her version of um I am the night, or I am darkness, oh, yeah. I am the night, <laughs> I, am, I am Catwoman. Uh, but she doesn't. It's just uh, the cat that walked by himself. Uh, and I learned it is a short story written by Rudyard. Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard Kipling. I like Rudyard.
0: Yeah. Rudyard's better. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and it's a short story. Uh, I don't remember what it is word for word, but it was basically my interpretation was um, cats are the best species and they just don't give a fuck about anything.
0: Yeah, I didn't bother reading it. I just looked it up on Wikipedia, and I guess it's about how all the animals were domesticated. All the wild animals were domesticated, except for the cat, which is insistent upon greater independence. Yeah. So, the
1: the poem was something along the lines of like, uh, like this animal is wild. Like the pig is wild, the cow mm -hmm. is wild, the dog is wild. The cat walks and doesn't notice a thing.
0: Yeah, it's Uh, pretty true. Like I, they are clever about actually like tying in some literature to these sort of things, and like making it oh, these are actually like. Kind of smart references they put in there, but yeah, I mean, thematically it all fits together. The whole episode is about her missing that kind of freedom, that independence, mm-hmm. and that she would rather be a criminal again and on the run than to be living a boring, domesticated life. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know if we get any more Catwoman episodes in the animated series. I don't remember because I just know that once we meet her again in um, the new Batman Adventure, she's like full back on in criminal status mm-hmm. and. I always liked the the redesign of Catwoman. Better her her suit. I liked always like like more later on. But I forgot that at least they give her something interesting to do here. Like they make her dynamic and they yeah. they give her. She has a full story arc. throughout, she throughout this whole series. Yeah, and ironically, <laughs> I mean, like so many other characters in the show, like they avoid making her cartoonish because mm-hmm. as much as I love Batman Returns and I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer's great in that, she is a little just like a little hammy through the whole thing. And yeah. Um, I like their, even Nolan's version of her in, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, but again, you can only do so much in a short period of time. And she kind of has a little bit of that, like, oh, I'm just trying to do my own thing, be independent, but she has like some moral thing going on here. It's way more fleshed out and I think way more interesting. Absolutely. And then now I'm like kind of sad that they kind of took that away from her and she just became a cat burglar again, just a flirty cat burglar. Yeah. But still really good at being flirty. She, she's very good. Yeah. She's very good at that. Yeah. And I, she doesn't actually spend that much time with Batman. I feel like in the. She pops up in a couple episodes. She has an episode with Nightwing. I I don't remember much of New Batman Adventures. Okay, that's what I remember the most. Okay, yeah, because like even when I got the uh, the DVDs many years ago, like I rewatched all the New Batman Adventures <laughs> and like a, a couple of the the Batman animated series. Okay, but, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: my, it's my favorite. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I guess we we should do our. I had a segue set up, but we we need to do our 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 plug our, our, our commercial first
0: yeah oh you wait, what's your, go ahead do your
1: segue uh we'll, was, we'll step back something up something, step something, seg- something flirting hardcore flirting we're about to see robin and candace oh go god yeah
0: out. oh got so much to say about that but yes you're right and, oh it was way way too much too much just enough oh yeah there we go yeah um but our sponsor this week is sequel squeal Okay, a uh, Chad. Foglin. Yeah, on a Chad's podcast. Yeah, so it's like what a good guy. Yeah, so they they talk about like just a film franchise every every episode. So mm-hmm. they'll like pick Wayne's World or like James Bond or Back to the Future, and they'll talk about any movie and all of its sequels. Um, I imagine very similar to what we're doing here, but probably better. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> I think they also uh, like for movies that don't have sequels, don't they also like make up a sequel for them? Ooh, I remember him maybe. and Derek
0: doing that. Oh, okay. If that's the case, that's awesome. Yeah, I cannot verify that. Or I could, but I'm not going to because I'm lazy. But here's the, here's the the plug. Hey, listen to Sequel Squeal, the podcast where we watch a movie and all its
1: sequels. Right, Benny? Yes, you are correct, Chad Foglin. Right here on the Nerd School Network. Yay, us!
0: Yeah, we're done. That was good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was right there. Go, Chad. He's a great guy. He is. Uh, but yeah, so now we're talking some good old heavy flirting, heavy flirting here. Because uh, not only does this mark the entrance of Bane, but it marks the reappearance of Rupert Thorne. Yeah, I was, his I was very kind games. of surprised to see him again because we haven't seen him in. It's been a while. Weeks. Yeah, I can never. I mean, with all these people, I can never remember are they in prison, are they out of prison. It doesn't matter. Yeah, really, does it? Well, Thorne's kind of never been. <clears throat> I thought thrown. he got. Ar- I thought he got arrested. After the last two-phase. time we
1: saw him, from memory, was they were about to bust him for something. Oh, and he got away with it. Uh, and they pinned it on someone else.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I remember these episodes better. I know, but they are a lot. We're like. We're, we're we're 80 episodes in yeah, pretty much yeah, I think these are like like 73 and 74 I want to say. Yeah. yeah. So they, at a certain point they blend uh, 74 and 75. They do blend together a little bit. Just the hair. Um but I mean even so I think this episode starts pretty strong. Like even the the title card is really cool oh, it, with it's like so it just cool. Bane in silhouette having just burst in from some like through a wall and he's standing there. You get that sense of him being intimidating and mm-hmm. even when he arrives um, you know, it's like, he's this huge hulking man, like twice the size of anyone near him. And you can still see like the luchador mask on underneath like the, his hat. Yeah. And his suit, which I, I, I know that's from the comics too. I like that, the idea that he has his whole persona with the mask that he always wears. Right. Um, but yeah, he meets up with Candace, Rupert Thorne's sidekick. Yeah. Cause she's assistant. more than the secretary. I, I know we've had this discussion before. what she is. Exactly. I mean, I think she's kind of his second yeah. in command. Yeah. She's his Harley. Yeah. His kind of confidant. Um, but of course, always was to other things too. But mm-hmm. but yeah, they've they've recruited Bane, and his whole strategy is that he's going to observe Batman in his environment and then find the best way to take him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it works because Croc has just broken out, and so he's going to watch Batman, Robin. I thought he broke
1: Croc. Croc out.
0: No, I think Croc was already. out. Okay, that was that's how I interpreted the
1: scene. Yeah, because yeah. what are you going to do? And he holds up the newspaper, um, and he's like. Oh, we're gonna f- we're gonna find a crocodile. Yeah. For some reason, I thought like they
0: had history together. Of like, Bane was also the, part the, of that the, other, the other strong man. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't think they have any history together. But no. I mean, it's it's also fair if you make that assumption because as we'll get into later on, like the most famous story with Bane is that he breaks all of Batman's villains out of right. Arkham, and so it's easy to assume that. I mean, so this is like, I like, again, I liked how it started because it's sort of like the simplified version of that. Right. Mm. The general idea is there that Bane's gonna observe him and go after him and so he's going to watch him go after another villain it's like okay yeah it makes sense in a short format it's not gonna be everybody but it's gonna mm-hmm. be one guy and croc would be a good person because it's another you know strong yeah. villain um but it what i thought was kind of weird is so they like croc is trying to steal a safe from something and batman and robin show up to try and stop him also real quick what's up with the guy with a really weird creepy face I don't know. The guy who was like, the guy was like cracking the safe. He has this weird grin. He almost looked like a post Joker gas victim.
1: Oh,
0: right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And like, he. He's very odd. He vaguely reminded me of an image. I couldn't say specifically what from The Dark Knight Returns. Like, someone else had that kind of weird look on their face. I feel like unrelated Joker gas, maybe related. I don't know. But it felt like a very deliberate thing. Like they were referencing something and I had no idea what. But the guy looked really I fucking no weird. Yeah. But I mean, that's just a small thing. But so. Batman and Robin break up the fight, and then Croc is escaping through the sewers. And this is the point where it doesn't make sense for me, because before Croc can get away, Bane literally busts through the sewer and beats the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't think Croc is trying to get
1: away, because he's sitting in there waiting for Batman. He's he's waiting to, like, uh, kind of give Batman... Yeah, like to fight it it back, under. yeah. yeah. Um, and so I get... Because the beginning of this episode... They make Bane, I mean, because, I mean, he is. Bane is a master strategist. He is the Craven of the DC, of Batman's universe. He is this. Craven the Hunter.
0: Yes. I was thinking West Craven. like that, Yes, that West make, Craven. That doesn't make, <laughs> yeah. um, He writes the best horror movies in the Batman universe. Yeah,
1: he, he's this, you know, <laughs> unparalleled predator. Yeah. Which which is even more interesting to team him up with um, Croc. Yeah. Uh but he's, he's yeah. He's he's this this character that always knows how to hunt his prey. He knows everything about it mm-hmm. before he captures it. And they, they've set that up, but then they kind of don't know what to do with it afterwards. Because yeah. well, Batman still has to outsmart him, but how can you outsmart a guy that knows how to outsmart you? Yeah, well, it, by being a little smarter, a little bit smarter. getting yeah. a
0: bigger grappling hook. Yeah, that's I. That's why I was kind of disappointed because they they set it up like it's gonna be really interesting. But even that moment when he, so yeah, he he stops Croc from ambushing Batman. But that also he kind of gets it for ego, like no, if someone's gonna take in the Batman, it's me, and me. But his whole point was to try and watch Batman. He never actually really observes what's going on. And in fact, he interferes. So it seems mm-hmm. like this kind of goes against his own strategy. And then to make a big show about it too, he just like literally beats the shit out of the Batmobile oh. with his own bare oh, hands. Yeah. I was going to say he literally beats the shit out of Killer Croc. He beats the shit out of a lot of things yeah. in this. But I mean, the Batmobile though, like Brucey makes the comments like, Dude, you don't fuck with that man's car. Yeah. Like that's, that's a low his blow. Personal now, Alfred. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm really into it. Um, yeah. I don't know. For me, that just didn't make any sense. Like the whole, the whole plot seemed to, his whole plan seemed to just kind of go askew right at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, also because by, just like beating the crap out of the Batmobile, he announces himself. Yeah. Th- there's another presence here now that otherwise they would not have known about. So, but I feel like that's, I I want to say that was part of his plan. Cause it's like, I guess partially
1: part of his pr- part of his plan and the other side. It's like very prideful. Yeah. Like he, he needs to, his, his that ego. was his way of introducing himself to Batman. Like I am here. I know you are. I know you have the ability to figure out who I am. I'm giving you the clues. Come and get me now! But he didn't
0: really give him the clues, though, did he? Like he, uh, he, he I, mean, I guess that's yeah. Because Croc-ed so, because yeah, so, Batman goes to interrogate Croc and learns that it was this this huge, huge guy had hosts in his head and spoke the South American accent. So Batman pieces together that it was Project Project Gilgamesh, mm-hmm. which was down in I, I don't know. I mean, in the comics, it's Santa Prisca prison. I don't know if they said the same. They, thing. Yeah, they say Santa Prisca. Okay, yeah. But basically, they experimented on him, and he's this huge person with. Venom Mm -hmm. running through his body gets him all strong. You guys know who Bane is, yeah. You you get it, yeah. um, Tom Hardy, it it all makes sense, yeah. But exactly, what I love is that when he's looking up this stuff at the the Batcave, there's like, oh, his his he's a master assassin, as you put it. Like his price tag is five million dollars a hit. It's like, oh well, who has five million dollars to spend? And Alfred (laughs) just pulls out of his his coat a newspaper folded up with the a headline that just says Rupert Thorne I I would
1: <laughs> love to think that
0: that Alfred just
1: has a sack like, oh, two, of, of different newspapers <laughs> that have that are perfectly folded yeah. to the title just shows their name Yeah
0: it's like oh it's, it's Rupert Thorne this time oh this time it's the Joker we got
1: Two Face we, got, we <laughs> yes. got Poison Ivy we got Harley we got Mad Hatter <laughs>
0: Yeah, he would though. He would go to that level of detail. Oh my gosh, he would. He has so
1: much time <laughs> on his hands. I
0: mean, I, I respect Alfred. He he shares similar philosophy to me, which is anything for a bit. Yes. So he's gotta find some way to keep himself entertained when he's just hanging out at the house by himself all day and all night. Right. So uh so we jump
1: to uh, <laughs> oh, Thorns, uh, uh Thorn Enterprise, right? no, um it's Candace with Bane. Yeah, but they're at they're at um oh yes they are, yeah because uh robin is is uh um, oh he's
0: just snooping on them mm-hmm. right yeah Cause can't they keep know- his eyes off candace at this point no yeah because they know it's bane And i love it that i guess bane only brought in his his massive suitcase is just dumbbells yeah that sounds about right yeah like that they, wouldn't surprise me yeah, at all cause they had a bit about him like handing his suitcase to the other henchman who like couldn't hold it up but then they showed it open filled with dumbbells you know, with plates and he's just in there curling like okay i guess Guess that's what he'd do in his whole. Thing. That that, that's, oh, that that makes me so happy. Yeah, but yeah, Candace is basically like, oh, if you take down Batman, like you know, something, an accident could happen to Thorn, and you could, and you rule, could be yeah, rule Gotham. Knew. And Bane's like, you know what? They're probably they're probably close, than we think they are. And yes, yeah, so he sneaks up on on Robin, who's spying on them from across the way. Mm-hmm. Which I I like how this plays out at first because Robin isn't strong enough to take him on, but Robin is athletic, right? He's an acrobat, so he kind of slips through and is like trying to evade Bane until he's an idiot. And he has his own grappling hook, right? Yeah, he does. Right. <clears throat> he, yeah. He could have
1: just, just fallen and caught himself. Yeah. He could have just left off the building and grappled away as he does many a time, all the fucking time. But it, it was a cool kind of chase sequence. Yeah. It did actually give me like a small jump scare, uh, when he's hiding. So Robin's like hiding behind these pipes. Bane walks away and he, he you know, it's the, the normal setup where yeah. you look around and you expect Bane to just like be there, but the hand comes from camera. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, what's happening? Oh God, what's going I'm on? Not ready. Not Robin, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then then he he strips him like a little boy. Yeah, like puts him a chokehold, and knocks him out, and then uh, yeah, he leaves he leaves he Robin's leaves, yeah shirt, shirt and, and cape, cape. Uh, hanging on a, a TV aerial. And okay, I I, I wrote this down because the note confused me. It was a riddle that he answered himself, right? Well, because it was Worf's the like like the plural of a wharf wharves is that even a thing i don't know i don't know the roses thorn okay but it wasn't even a question mark so i and then they they cut from there to a ship so i thought maybe it was referencing the ship my thought was maybe that it was supposed to be like like war of the roses was the name of the the ship and that was like a play on words but that maybe something got lost in translation when they did the animation I don't. Know. I know. Maybe I, I don't know. I was super I confused missed this by it. Part, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, "What the fuck is Warves the Roses Thorn?" But, anyways, yeah, Batman goes to the, the there, and we find that Robin uh, is pulling the good old cat. Well, not really a cow, but mask no shirt look. He can't pull it off. Oh, oh, I disagree. He he looks so scrawny in this episode. But he's
1: like, but he, he's like Bruce is big. Like, yeah, Dick is cut. I mean, kind of. He's he's pretty cut, man. They, I don't know, I. I I I don't think he looked like a
0: child. Now you just make me feel creepy. That's fine. <laughs> hey, he's like twenty something in the show. Yeah, it's he's fine. he's in college.
1: It's fine. But when he's standing next to Bane, Bane is like when he's like when he's fully stretched out. Bane is still like twice his size. Because well, Bane's bigger than even Batman. I know, but, but that that's still like that. I mean, that's the only reason that he looked like a child is I guess it was a wide <laughs> shot and Candace wasn't in it, so it was yeah. just bane and robin yeah when you see that you automatically think bane is a normal sized person right not like an eight foot monster i know so you think dick like fully like stretched from yeah yeah because his his wrist to ankle
0: we both have our hands in the air
1: (laughs) (laughs) and he's still half like he still just gets to like bane's chest yeah
0: i don't i was i was excited to see some some shirtless robin there Mm -hmm. let me be attracted to a cartoon camera no that's (laughs)
1: fine uh so while this is happening <laughs> uh robin is making googly eyes at candace and she's definitely sending googly eyes back
0: yeah i mean i i understand
1: yeah but
0: yeah so so batman shows up to uh to get in a fight with bane and the, so they start fighting and there's one moment i thought was like, bizarre because like bane kind of pushes batman away i was really
1: hoping you'd bring this yeah, up.
0: yeah and he hits the the metal rail of the ship but it it so it's like elastic, like a wrestling ring, and he bounced off and flies so, back. What the fuck is that?
1: So they legit are remaking like famous wrestling moves in this fight.
0: Okay, I don't know anything about wrestling. So. Uh, I
1: just I know very little. Okay, but the little that I know, I know this is like res- These are these are wrestling moves because it's. Um, I, I couldn't tell you whose like signature moves these are. Okay, but in the <laughs> early, especially from the early nineties, but that was definitely a big one. Is the close hang, The yeah. close hanger. Um. Batman does. Uh, oh my gosh! They mentioned it in the when we went to how did this get made? They made fun of this oh, wrestler, like Johnny Flash, or I don't
0: know. Is the the leg lock? Yeah, like, it's the one like that puts, like he, like you put the guy's head in your legs and you like flip over. It's yes. like everything that Scarlett Johansson does all the time is Black Widow,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. So so that was someone's special move. Okay. Batman does that to Bane. Um, Bane does the Undertaker's move. Uh, the Undertaker is this, this super old, super awesome wrestler who like dresses in all black. Okay. Um, oh,
0: I think I know who you're talking about. He looks like the crow?
1: Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, he does his move, which was cool to see. I didn't know you knew so much about wrestling. I don't. Oh, okay. You just <laughs> looked all this up? No, this is just like knowledge I didn't know I had. Oh, that's... A- <laughs> It just all looked so familiar for some reason. I guess yeah. at one point in my mm-hmm. life, I was a wrestling fan. And I, I guess. Just completely you, you just forgot it out. entirely. <laughs> you
0: just, you know, you just, you replace it with, you know, some never back down. Yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> some street some fighting movies. Street
1: MMA movies. Yep. God. Uh, so they, they were having like a legit wrestling match.
0: Yeah. This. Um, it's because it, it is kind of a, it is kind of an odd fight. And like Batman temporarily stuns Bane by shooting him with a mooring gun yeah what's that i meant to look it up i forgot to i mean f- it looked just like a bigger it just looked like a bigger grappling hook yeah me but I, I mean is that even a thing it yeah i'm sure it is
1: it looked like what a stereotypical grappling hook looks like because it had like the four
0: prongs bent back yeah and it's like it had like a rope attached to it and just yeah um i get i guess it's a i guess it's a thing I'm oh, no. sure there's some fisherman reasoning I, I, for I it. I looked up mooring gun on on Google Images, and I'm just seeing a bunch of like ropes tied off on a moor, and then cannons. So okay. maybe it's not a thing. It doesn't matter. I guess oh. really doesn't. Uh, whatever it, whatever it is, it <clears throat> shoots bat. It shoots
1: Bane off the boat. Batman goes, saves Robin. Um, Bane comes back, takes uh, Robin back into the yeah. oh, oh,
0: that's right. Uh, yeah, Robin's in a water tank that's filling with water and like tied down with weights. Yeah. Yeah, and so so kicks him back in and then I I don't know why this happened exactly. I, I assume for story reasons to keep Robin and Candace separate from the Bane right Batman to, fight to make Robin not just continue to climb, out. climb up and like go and help but he like whistles at Candace like oh hey where are you going? So are you going to join me? Yeah, so she like and she like <laughs> send him another flirty look and takes her shoes off yeah, and jumps like, in the, jumps the water. In I'm like why? Cuz what like, is happening? They weren't like really even flirting and like she gets in and like they have this weird awkward like water fight. Yeah, going on, which is it's like it, the exact thing you expect. Like one pops up and like it's like gasping for air and push the other one under and vice versa. Yeah. It's like, is this like their like version of making it OK for Robin to be fighting a woman? I guess so. Yeah. It almost made it seem more sexist somehow. It, it
1: was just weird. Yeah. And I was happy when they cut back to to the Bane beat down. Yeah. Uh, or I guess the Batman beat down because he was losing hard. Yeah, because Bane was just doing like the the sumo like open palm, just like slap, get back. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, oh, that was it. Was cool. I enjoyed. Yeah, because like I enjoyed the open palm hits. Yeah,
0: Batman tries to throw a batarang, and Bane just like crushes. It. It's like, oh, you're gonna he try catches and, it. He catches it. Bane. It was awesome. You're gonna, like trying to stop me with toys, and he's he's basically beat Batman. And then Batman takes out another batarang and smashes it into the Venom control. Yeah, well, he's about to do his his signature oh, that's right. Move. Yeah, he's gonna about to do the the back break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, uh, I
1: guess we should bring this up, uh, um, nightfall.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was gonna talk about nightfall at the, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, well, it came out a year before this.
0: Oh, that's right. It did. Mm-hmm. Didn't it? Yeah I, yeah. I forgot that the time frame was so close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause this is kind of a loose adaptation of that. Yeah. But I guess what, what kind of bothered me is, yeah, they don't, they, this, yeah, they, you're right. They set up Bane as being this like unstoppable genius, so i mean like <laughs> he's like as smart as batman and but like way way stronger and more capable mm-hmm. but at no point does he ever really behave that smart right yeah. like if he
1: knew what he was doing he would have immediately taken his his belt away yeah
0: exactly and and they almost kind of set up the maybe the possibility he's got a bit of an ego thing going on the fact that he felt like a, compelled to introduce himself even kind of in a yeah. passive way but he doesn't lose because of his hubris in the fight he just loses cuz batman fucks with his gadget and we have what might be the most terrifying. Oh, it's gross! Moment.
1: I'm amazed it made it past like the sensors of yeah. how terrifying this scene was. Because so so Batman cuts the Venom tube. It's can, it sends more and more Venom into his body. He does a weird like, Hulk transformation. Yeah, it gets even bigger and bigger. And, and it's terrifying yeah like the we, we all we always bring up the the clayface scene where he does the multiple transformations because it's mm-hmm. so well animated it is this was very well animated but it was just scary
0: yeah i mean because like his, his face gets so big his eyes bulge to the point where the the red lenses in his mask pop out and, mm-hmm. like, they just get huge
1: we also have this vibrating red background through the whole yeah. thing it felt very um there's the famous scene from the ghost and shell animated movie where uh she like rips her body in half and oh, it wow. felt like it's 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 crazy. There's it yeah. that and then um there's a, another anime movie called Aeon Flux. It okay. has another I don't remember what exactly happens, but I remember it has this very creepy like destruction scene mm-hmm. where everything is just ripped apart and it felt like that. Like I was ready for his body to just explode because it yeah. was getting so big and uh Duh. so Batman ends up just pulling the pulling the plug out of his head. He passes out. Um and I, I appreciate at the end of this he doesn't try and catch Thorne. No. He he throws <laughs> the mask
0: um on the ta- on Thorne's desk and just drops an unconscious Bane or like mm. just a whacked out Bane at that point at his feet. Yeah.
1: And then his version of like getting revenge is he recorded the conversation between Candace and Bane saying that she was going to overthrow him mm-hmm. and then just leaves them to to fight it out
0: which I mean, that's pretty dark, actually, if you stop and think about it, because it's heavily implied that Thorne's going to beat Candace up at that point. Yeah. It's kind of wrong. (laughs) Eh. (laughs) Again, we were talking about it before, but oftentimes the, the gender politics of 90s cartoons, maybe not the best. Maybe just maybe not the best. Yeah, I was I was a little put off by that last little moment there. Like, it's like yeah, yeah, and then he's like smiling. As yeah, walks away yeah, no, it was, it was a little too honeymooner. I'm like, oh, this is eh. right. But why I oughta? Yeah, that's exactly. I'm like, that's that's a really fucked up place so to leave that hanging. But mm. all right, guess if we're wrapping it up. But yeah, I mean, we we talked about it that this is a I'd say a really loose adaptation of Nightfall. It, it's kind of like the general setup of Nightfall, um which is Bane's most famous story where yeah he breaks all of. The prisoners out of Arkham, and Batman spends... I guess it was three months. I thought it was a more condensed time frame, but I don't to do today. Three months getting everyone back together, mm-hmm. and then Bane has deduced who Batman is, and is hiding out in Wayne Manor, and beats the crap out of him, and breaks his back. Breaks the bat. Have you ever read Nightfall? I've read uh, the first <clears> two parts. Okay, I think I own them, but I don't know if I've ever actually finished them. Yeah, because I
1: remember, I remember he gets his back broken, and then... Asriel? yeah, uh, Jean Paul Valley,
0: aka Azrael, yeah, takes over, yeah, and he puts like Talon, like mech gloves on the Batman it looks suit, awesome, yeah, and then when he gets defeated by Bane the first time, then he goes and makes like a full combat suit, yeah, I love it, yeah, I remember having a toy as a kid that was like, oh, that's that cool, it was like based off of that suit, it's kind of a, it, it's super nineties, but it's also kind of a cool look, mm-hmm. oh, it's so nineties, yeah, well, I mean, this was the era where everything had to be more extreme, right? So it's like, oh, Bruce Wayne's not extreme enough as Batman, so let's just like. Put like razor sharp talons and Batman like this weird sadistic guy.
1: Right. I I saw this episode as like the producers, not the producers because that'd be Bruce Tim. Uh, like the heads of Fox saw how popular Bane was getting. Oh, yeah. And they're like, hey, this book. Because I'm 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 sure like the process of making this episode probably took. About six months. I would think so, yeah. Uh, that's generally the time frame for an animated, for a 22-minute animated episode. Yeah. Uh, so they saw how popular Bane was getting, and they saw Nightfall, and they're like, we want that <laughs> in our show. Yeah, just do that. Uh, we know the character is way too dark, and his storyline is definitely not kid-friendly, yeah. but we want that for kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, make a kid version of it. Do it. Yeah. And
1: so it was kind of like, yeah, so they, they took the idea. It's a little rushed. It wasn't great. And they gave, you know, a Bane story they can tell to kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and just, I don't know, it didn't... I I think Bane is actually a really cool character. Yeah, absolutely. And I still feel like we haven't really seen a great version of him. I mean, obviously, the worst version, of course, is from Batman Robin, where he's just a mindless sidekick. Yeah. And then Dark Knight Rises comes along like, oh, no, no, he's not a sidekick. (laughs) Like, he's a genius. He plans all these things out. Oh, but wait. But wait, he's just a sidekick. He's a sidekick. He's just a sidekick. Yeah, and like, and again... (laughs) They got they got elements of him right, um, but they they also messed up a lot of a yeah. lot of him. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember
1: because I know he's in Young Justice. Yeah, he is. I don't think he has a big part in Young
0: Justice. I think he's just in
1: like one or two episodes. Yeah,
0: he's he has a big part in um, Justice League Doom, which is a, that's true. we're always talking yeah, about yeah. the adaptation of Tower of Babel, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's the one who steals the files, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he can't be good. I, he has a couple really. Well, great...
1: in the movie, it's or in the animated movie, it's Mirror Master that steals. Oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: but yeah, Bane's involved. But Bane's the one who steals Bruce's parents, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which sounds for the people who haven't seen that movie, that sounds strange. It does, but it ma- it makes sense. It, <laughs> it makes sense when <laughs> you makes sense. watch it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I mean, he um he has some good appearances in the New Batman Adventures. Okay, as well, some really good appearances actually. Um. Yeah, we still haven't seen a really great version of him. No. Like, I'm, trying to, I'm sure
1: he's in Brave and the Bold, and I just can't remember the episode.
0: Um, I happen to have Bane and other media, the Wikipedia page, oh. up on my laptop. How cause, relevant. Because sometimes, sometimes I come sometimes prepared, prepared for these things. Uh, the Brave and the Bold. Oh, he's voiced by Michael Dorn. Oh, cool. Do you know who that is? Nope. God damn it, Cameron. <laughs> Maybe. I, the name
1: doesn't sound familiar, Warf but I might know. from Star Trek The oh, Next Generation. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. yes. I know who that is. Gotta love Michael
0: Dorn. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, he's like frail, and then he becomes like a big old dude. He mm-hmm. fights Wildcat. Um, oh, ba, that's ba, right. Ba, uh, okay. something about Aquaman and another appearance. Another Outrageous. Man. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, ever watch
1: Brave and the Bold, that's
0: that's Aquaman's thing. Okay, I need to watch it. It's so good, but it's not on like Netflix. It's anymore. not on anything anymore, so like, and it's very upsetting. I know. I have to pay for it, which I don't mind doing, but I'm like, there's. Another, it's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's
1: very good. Season two. There's like this. I think I've brought this up before. There's a weird stretch where there's, like, five episodes <clears throat> in a row where someone dies. Not, like, not like, oh, like yeah, you red tornado this, dying, yeah, but like, yeah. straight-up dying. Die dies. And I'm like, what is happening in this kit? This is, like, very much the most childish version of Batman.
0: Yeah. And but why is it so dark? Dying left and right. I know. I did see... I, I do want to watch it, though, because I, uh, I saw that the rainbow bat suit makes an actual appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll put it on Instagram, but I got a little Batman minifigure in the rainbow bat suit. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And so I was like looking at pictures, like, oh, he actually appears like in a full episode of that. Like, I gotta go track go that down. <laughs> I kind of wanted it as uh, like a Comic Con costume. Do it. Yeah. I, I would, will fully support that. I need someone who can actually make costumes, though, <laughs> to help we, me do we'll, that. We'll <laughs> work on it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's he's appeared in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, I love that he appeared in the Lego Batman movie, voiced by Doug Benson. And it's like mm-hmm. kind of making fun of the Tom Hardy version. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Um, but who knows? I mean, I, again, Maybe we'll see a version of him done really well. I think the challenge becomes they've done like a pseudo version. They've kind of done Nightfall already. I mean, Batman did get his back broken in Dark Knight Rises, so it's hard to take like his best story, which was done in a muddled version, and do it again better. And that's that's so. a
1: hard story just in general to make into a movie. Yeah, just because it there are so many villains, and you don't just not even that part of it, but having like a villain come out of the shadows that's just already better. In yeah. every way he's smarter, he's stronger,
0: yeah, and it's like it's one of those that you could set it up like to have a really good like first act where Batman's like trying to capture everyone and then banishes up and beats of crap out of him, but as soon as the back breaks, and it's like, "Well, where do we go with it here and that was mm-hmm. even the problem with the Dark Knight Rises It's like, oh, just throw him in a prison and he'll just do push ups until his back's fixed yep, that's how it works yeah it just it doesn't it doesn't really work like, like and the comic version's also terrible, but it's like you can't really do a better version of it either, mm-hmm. so too bad. Oh, well. Yeah. I guess you got to read it. <coughs> oh, what a sh- what a shame. You got to read this story.
1: Yes. I'll, I'll read it at some
0: point. Uh, but I have other things I've been reading. But Cameron, what have you been reading? What have
1: I been reading?
0: Uh Nothing. <laughs> I've been watching. Oh, that's true. You don't read. I forgot. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what have I been watching? Oh, I right. I watched uh Captain Underpants. Oh, yeah. You used and it text was to me. great. Yeah. Oh, man. For anyone that was a fan of the book's growing up it is i didn't i forgot how influential that series was for mm-hmm. me as a kid because it it made me want to be a cartoonist growing up oh wow uh, yeah because you know it's its two kids that make their own cartoon or make their own comics yeah and i had my own comic in middle school that really it was did? horrible yeah, yeah. It was peter the anger problem penguin That's
0: amazing i loved
1: him to death yeah um but yeah the, the 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 books were so influential for me and then seeing the movie because it's um, it's very well animated. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot of fun jokes and it's really just like, it's basically how the Lego Batman movie is. It's all of your favorite comedians just having fun. Yeah. like uh, it's Thomas Middleditch plays one of the kids Ed Helms plays Captain Underpants. Uh, Kevin Hart is obviously there because he's Kevin Hart.
0: And then is it Nick Kroll is the villain? Nick
1: Kroll is a professor poopy pants and Kroll. he's so good. Uh. And like, he He had like he can do accents, but you can only hear Nick Kroll, yeah, and so you just see him the whole time um yeah it it was so much fun, and there was like the for me what was like the the coolest part of the the books was they they taught me what like a flip book was, mm-hmm. and they even make those jokes <laughs> in the movie, which made me like i i almost like cheered when they when they brought the flipporama into the movie. Yeah. It was so. It was so. It was just so much fun.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad it was good. Like, I was surprised it was actually getting really good. Yeah, me too. Oh, I was too. very surprised. Yeah, because like watching the trailer, I was like, this does not look good. Mm-hmm. But I also, I think I maybe read the first one. Maybe okay. But I didn't read all of there, them. There's
1: also, as as a Captain Underpants expert, there are a lot of references to the other books, um, in in throughout the movie.
0: Okay. Yeah, it did seem like it had a bit of a meta quality to it because I think it's even called like Captain Underpants, like the first movie or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like the full title or something. Yeah, like that. yeah,
1: yeah. Because Professor Poopy Pants, I think, is the which I can say with a straight face now. <laughs> uh, I think he was the fourth villain. Okay, because uh, there was the crazy lunch lady. There were the aliens, and I don't remember who the villain was in the first book. Couldn't tell you, um, but. But yeah, that, that's my plug. What what have you been watching, reading, listening to? I uh
0: after going and seeing Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. which we didn't mention up at the front, but it's really good actually. Yeah. It's it's the very first, we were very surprised. The first time I will say that it's worth seeing a DC EU movie. They did it, guys. They actually did it. And what you can get well, at least my full take on it, uh, in the, the Crossover podcast. But after coming out of that movie, like I really wanted to read more Wonder Woman comics. I've read stuff. That she appears in, so like DC New Frontier or some Justice League stuff or um, like Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. but I've never read a just straight-up Wonder Woman comic. So I asked uh, Amanda and Frank over okay. uh, Novice and Frank what their recommendations were, and they both recommended uh, the Wonder Woman Rebirth as part of the DC... I, I've heard that's really good. It is really good, yeah. So it, and the, it's, it's cool the way it's told so that um, like there are chapters that are set like in the modern day and then chapters that are set in the past... And the whole point is that even one Woman is unsure of her own origins because, like, well, wait, was it sculpted out of clay? Was it the daughter of Zeus? Like, she's unsure about it. She can't, like, trust her own memories, um, which I'm assuming has something to do with how the DC got rebirthed. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, the the main storyline is called, like, Lies, where she's trying to piece that together. And then I forget what the, the other one's called, but it's like every other issue is set in a different time frame. Now, when they bundled it in, um, like, the tr- paperback volumes – it's all of lies and it's all of the stuff in the past. But I actually got it on comixology like issue by issue. Okay. So that's how I'm reading it. And it's been really good so far. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, like Cheetah plays a major part in it. I'm just at the point where she's kind of like reintroduced mm-hmm. to it. Um, but no, I've been really impressed with it so far. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I mean, by the time we do the next episode, I'll probably have gotten through the rest of it. But um, no, it's worth checking out. And then the the other plug I had this week is actually uh, one of our followers on Instagram. <laughs> This guy, uh, Gordon Wills, who, like, uh, he messaged us because he discovered the podcast recently, and he does mm-hmm. this really awesome artwork. I think I might have shown you some of it at some point. Okay. I don't know. You don't ever look at our Instagram. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm busy. You do have a lot more going on in your days uh, than I do. Hang on. I'm, like, like pedaling here as I bring up his stuff. But, yeah, so this is his artwork.
1: Oh yes, he did show this to yeah, me. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's re- great. Yeah,
0: he does some really cool stuff on uh, on Instagram, and so and he's been like super nice and like saying how much he likes the podcast, and so I just want to re- reciprocate. And so like his artwork is really really cool, and so he does um, like Marvel comics, he does uh, you know DC stuff as well, some Disney stuff. Some Disney close stuff. Like, to my heart. Yeah, uh, some Bob's Burgers, and I absolutely yep. love love Bob's Burgers. Um, yeah, so his stuff's really cool. So it'll be linked in in the show. Go uh, check out his stuff on Instagram. But you and
1: Louis. So
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my plugs this week. So, and then uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know which episodes exactly because we're off this weird, like, tangent thing. Oh, I think it's Baby Doll. Oh. <gasps> and The line of the Unicorn, I want to okay. say. I, I don't know that one. That's, but I know Baby Doll. That's, um has to do with Alfred's former past as a uh, British secret agent. Ooh. Yeah. As a
1: Queen th- Serviceman. Is what? I don't that's know. A, <laughs> <laughs> every, time I, every time I bring up his past, I give him a
0: different job, I yeah. feel like. <laughs> the Queen's servicemen, sure. Yeah. yeah. that. You know, that famous job. Yeah. it's No, it's uh, Red Claw Comes Back. Oh. Uh, and it has to do with Alfred's. Less excited. Former life. But it's, I, I remember that episode as a kid, actually. It's pretty good. Okay. So. Yeah, but that's what we got going on next week. Um we'll if, see if those nostalgia glasses hold up. I know, right? No, rarely do they do. Uh, but if you do want to reach out to us, we are at Tim TimTalkPod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I am at Lordifer. I'm at Cameron.Dexter on and Instagram, just Instagram, just Instagram. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. I know. Yeah, I, I don't really use Twitter that often. I barely even use our, our <laughs> podcast Twitter. But I, I saw you're doing your uh, your Disney stuff. I, again. I
1: made it, I made one more
0: this week. Uh, yeah, we
1: got The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh back up. Loved it. Thank you. It was, it was a fun one to do. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try and do another one this week. Probably <laughs> won't happen. <laughs> I know you, you have a
0: lot on your plate right now. I, I
1: realize we don't need to talk about this on the podcast, but I'm gonna do it. I'm going to anyway. Yeah, why not? Um. Today, exactly actually, uh, I started my Disney project exactly one year ago. No shit. Mm-hmm. I oh, posted that's awesome. Haunted Mansion, uh, J- uh, June twelfth, twenty sixteen. Holy
0: crap, that was a year ago.
1: I know. I thought I'd be done. I'd be. I thought I'd be long done with this project by now. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. I still
1: have like nine rides
0: to go. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hey, but I mean, it's led to some pretty cool shit for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's part of the reason why you have like no free time. Right. That's, but it's also really. That's cool why stuff. I'm a working so, man. Yeah. Well, we do appreciate that you take time out of your week just to come here and talk bullshit about Oh, Batman. no, this is, this so. is
1: my, my favorite creative outlet.
0: Yeah, and then I get to harass you about artwork. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so. it'll come someday.
0: Eventually. But, uh, yeah, I think that does it for us this week. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.